Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Wrestlers with Experience with your host, Dietrich Davis. I'm a I'm a little bit fatigued mentally today, but last night I had watched a little bit of Triple Mania. Not a Triple Mania, I watched the double main event of Triple Mania, and I'm going to jump into that. But today I want to talk about a, a, a specific topic in general that I realize is causing friction on Reddit and on Twitter, and it's the world of Roman Reigns. And I want to sit here and say to myself as I go into this cold open and not a large intro like I normally do, I have to say to myself, Roman Reigns is that guy. So this podcast is a two-part question I'm asking you as I process what I believe my answer is as I ask myself. Is Vince McMahon right and there are no stars in the WWE? And is Rome, and, and is it, isn't it ironic that Roman Reigns, Vince McMahon's true last pick, because he picked Drew McIntyre, if I'm correct, almost 10 years ago. But um, Vince McMahon's last pick is truly one of the only stars in the WWE. Now, we got people who love Finn Balor. We got people who love Seth Rollins. We got people who love Sami Zayn. And we got all those people who love all of these uh, smaller wrestlers that can go. But in reality, Roman Reigns has the look. He has the size slash weight. He has the height. And he does have an it factor. And I think if we think about it at first, we felt like Vince McMahon was force feeding Roman Reigns down our throats. I was one of them. But I always said, and I'm documented from saying that Roman just needs a certain stride and he can become the man in this business. And ironically, with this current WWE Universal Championship reign with him over at SmackDown and him being the Universal Champion with Paul Heyman by his side, Roman Reigns has reached legitimately that stride that everybody didn't know could happen, that very few of us saw. As we know on this show, my co-host Mark Morrell hates Roman Reigns or hated him at a point. Hate is a strong word. Had a strong disliking for his look and taste. Now, Mark Morrell the co-host of this pod, great podcast, Wrestlers with Experience, also likes technical wrestlers and sometimes he likes to, and more likely than so, likes the smaller guys because when he was wrestling, he is a part of the smaller guy wrestling circle. I, ironically, am a part at that one point, was a part of the bigger guy wrestling circle, the 300-pound, 5'11", to 6 feet, to 6 feet style of wrestler that normally made it in the business at one particular point. At one point, the smallest wrestler to hold the WWE Championship would have been Bob Backlund or Shawn Michaels. And before that, you had a few guys who were five foot ten to six foot one, but those guys were like the Don Morocco's and them and this, that, and the other. Those guys were 260, 200, 250 to 280 pounds. We didn't get around to the 300-pound world champion until Vince took over and turned to WWF into the WWF and turning it into a commercial property marketed for children. Kids love larger-than-life characters and atmospheres, and that's what he marketed towards. Therefore, everyone that he picked was in that market. Stone Cold Steve Austin 
would have been considered can be considered a smaller champion though he stands at six foot one six foot two 252 to 260 that's still a large human being but the 200 and the 190 pound to 210 pound world heavyweight champion almost doesn't exist in the vernacular of Vince McMahon and his train of thought of how this business is built and how he picked what he believed. When Daniel Bryan was champion, I do not think Vince had the true confidence and belief that Daniel Bryan could have been a long lasting champion. And sad to say, Vince McMahon was right. As great as Daniel Bryan was, he still was a smaller guy with a WWF and World's Heavyweight Championship representing the company. And people felt that his reign was more because the fans held it hostage. If the fans say you are the man, you are the man. If the fans say you are shit, you are shit. This is a business where you must consistently be listening to how the fans are saying what they like and what they don't like, plain and fucking simple. For a long time, people liked Roman Reigns until, until he became a part of the Shield. And when he was part of the Shield, all of us were saying, out of Seth and Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns is that dude. There was a natural liking for him, but he was a heel and he was doing his best work. And if I'm Vince McMahon, I would look at that and go, Roman Reigns is the guy. It doesn't matter how long it takes him to become the guy. It's identifying that Roman Reigns is that guy. A lot of people don't know Roman Reigns didn't just get to the company and it was very easy for him. If I remember back in 2007 and 2006, Roman Reigns was a part of a, a, a set of guys that was auditioning to be a part of the WWE. And he had that football background from college and he couldn't get it out his system that football and wrestling was two different things. And Roman Reigns was told to go home and think his life through by, if I'm correct, Jim Ross. Inside a conversation can be proven to a fact ask Jim Ross. And when Roman came back, he came into the FCW system and it began to make sense and it began to click because he was a part of the farming system of what wrestling can be and is. And if you don't know, him and Mike Dalton, they were one-time tag team champions. That's how I discover him because at that time, I'm watching FCW on a regular fucking basis because to me, I like to know where the new talent is coming from. And there was five people on that new talent roster that I liked, that I, that I can remember offhand. One was Myro, who was once known as Rusev. Two was Roman Reigns. The other one was Alistair Black, which, uh, which not Alistair Black, excuse me, was um, Seth Rollins. And I think the other two quite didn't make it. I'll take a sip of my water. But Roman Reigns did have a it factor. He was Samoan. And you know WWE and Samoan wrestling go one and one. It's, and, and the Samoans of professional wrestling go one and one. The Rock's family 
go one and one with the business of professional wrestling. From High Chief Pia Maivia to Yoko Zuna, Zuno to a few others. So when you see a Samoan into the game, you go, okay, is he it? And then you realize who's his father and then you move on and you move on. The Samoan dynasty will forever be attached to WWE. He even wore the boots like The Rock because he had large calves. And, you know, and now that I think about it, with all the years going, I don't know why when I first started wrestling, I couldn't find wrestling boots because of my calf muscle. And I should have just did what The Rock did and got the calf muscle cut out of my wrestling boot. Because wrestling boots would be painful. You strap them down to your ankle and it rides up to your knee. And, and your calf would be swollen. I should have just had the calf muscle come out. And Roman Reigns had those calf boots and this, that, and the other. And I was like, okay, so I know he's part of that Samoan system. And then he grew. Then uh, he joined the Shield. And that's when we started to notice Roman Reigns was that dude. But it's so funny in the Wrestling Observer. In 2013, they labeled him as most improved. In 2016, he was most overrated because of the forced push of Vince McMahon. Roman Reigns have been force-fed four WrestleManias in a fucking row. It was annoying. Whether he was losing in it or winning in it, this man was force-fed four WrestleManias in a row and the only person to give Undertaker their second law, his second loss, which shouldn't have happened. If you're gonna have Roman Reigns take the Ray, take Undertaker's winning streak, it should have been the first one, not the second one. But we get we have to move past that. He was also considered at one point with Seth Rollins tag team of the year in 2013. There was a point where writers and fans together all was in support of Roman Reigns. And then the force feeding began. And people didn't like it. We knew supporters of wrestling like myself, fans of wrestling that watch it, and people in the journalist community knew Vince McMahon had just cherry-picked Roman Reigns and force-fed him into the WWE. They legitimately force-fed Roman Reigns. And everybody hated it. But it goes back to my initial question. You have to ask yourselves as fans, supporters, and lovers of the business of professional wrestling. Vince McMahon wasn't wrong. Roman Reigns is that dude. Roman Reigns is doing the best work of his career with no fucking audience, but got everybody on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and Reddit talking at 100 miles per hour. This championship reign, which was only supposed to last one month, will most likely go into WrestleMania. And if they're smart, you don't take the belt off of Roman Reigns while he has Paul Heyman standing by his side. Roman Reigns hasn't even hit the prime of himself. He's an excellent wrestler. He's in great sit shape. Yes, he does. Uh, he he is in remission for leukemia, and WWE did try to market it, but they fell back on it because of the leukemia thing. He even won himself an ESPY as the best return after his battle of leukemia in 2019 at the ESPY Awards. He's a three-time WWE champion. 
He's a two-time Universal Champion in the current run, one-time um, Intercontinental Champion, one-time United States Champion, WWE former Tag Team Champion. He's, a, he's the 28th Triple Crown Champion and the ninth Grand Slam Champion under the current format, seventh overall. 2015 Royal Rumble, and he's won seven Slammy Awards. Breakout star, extreme moment, faction of the year, superstar of the year, trending now of 2013 of the year, and what a maneuver of the year of 2013, which would be the spare. And he won two WWE year in a row, uh, year in awards, best re- reunion with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins as a shield, and hottest rivalry as Brock Lesnar. Now, we could read all his accolades, four WrestleManias in a row, such and such, blah, blah, blah. But is Vince wrong? Is Roman Reigns always what he knew he was going to be? It just took a couple, it took, it took a few roads to get there. And Roman, understanding how volatile the wrestling fan is, how volatile the supporters like myself of wrestling is, and how volatile the media behind professional wrestling is has taken everything on the chin and we never saw him sweat no emotional outbreak or twitter no fuck the fans no you should be appreciating this he let everyone have their opinion and now as the number one heel in the company within one year's time will gradually turn into the number one most loved wrestler in the company. And this has become a fact because when they love you as a villain, you eventually become the hero. That is a fact in the business of professional wrestling. So what we called was an old man trying to get what he wants was an old man who saw the future. And now you have to take the question into effect. Again, was Vince McMahon right? There aren't any stars in the WWE outside of Roman fucking Reigns. When you look at the current WWE roster, not counting the woman, because the woman got some superstars over there. Oh, the woman, the woman roster, the women in WWE stand totally separate from the men in WWE. And I've said many years ago that some of the women wrestle better than the men because they got a little bit more to prove and they got a lot more ground to cover. And I still feel like that to this day. But when I look at the WWE roster, and let me go to it right now as we speak, the roster is incredibly weak. No disrespect to anyone as the WWE, but I remember when I was in talks with them The number one thing they said is, you're probably one of the last set of big men that we're going because all the big guys are going to the UFC. And that was very true. That's where the money was at. So when I look at the Roman Reigns, or I look like someone like Drew McIntyre, which I've known for years, who's the current WWE champion. He was a big dude. 280 pounds, six foot four. That's the part of the class I'm a part of. But if you take Sammy, Sammy Zayn, is he a true champion? I don't know. You take Bobby Lashley, six foot three, 280 pounds, athletic like a luchador, 
Let's keep it real. Bobby Lashley has some factor, but he doesn't have an it factor. And Bobby Lashley has to be at the right place at the right time for him to work. But is he a fucking star? No. Kofi Kingston, right place at the right time. One performance got him the WWE Championship. He's in the class of a rare 46 or 47 men, no, 53 men who has won the WWE Championship straight up and down. But we all knew Kofi was going to be WWE Champion, whether it was 12 years ago or recently. You look at the Street Profits. They were a great tag team, but no it factor. The only other person who could probably become WWE champion and the fans will get behind because of the intelligence that goes behind his stupidity and comedic performances is R-Truth at almost 50 years of age, still one of the better wrestlers in the company. And then we got Finn Balor. Finn Balor is an amazing talent, but he has been downgraded and they took away the magic from him by not letting his creativity soar as he became WWE Universal Champion and NXT Champion. And we all discovered Finn Balor when he was Prince Devitt on the scene in the international scene of professional wrestling. He would come out like the Joker. He would come out like Bane. He would come out like a psychopath. He has so many different looks and gimmicks and instead of WWE getting behind that and marketing that, to sell merchandise through Mattel, they rendered him to one look, two looks, and that was it. So we all see the potential in Finn Balor, uh, Finn Balor, a.k.a. Prince Devitt, but he can't grow. But just because you're an ending darling, does that mean you can be a WWE superstar? Different level. This is the highest level of sports entertainment. And when you're in the WWE, I think a lot of people forget that you are no longer a wrestler. You are an entertainer. It is re you don't remove the wrestling. The wrestling is just a mechanic to sell tickets because Vince McMahon, from what I understand, thinks in theatrical formats. Why do you think when you watch the promo for a wrestling match, it is through the fucking roof? Because you feel like you're watching a trailer to the film and then you're watching the action sequence of the story they told. And then when you crawl down, you look at people like Johnny Gagano. What can you say? He has an it factor, but the moment he steps on Monday Night Raw and you realize he's five foot nothing. And, 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 and let me take a side note. A lot of people don't realize a lot of these wrestlers on NXT are very small dudes. So when they stepped onto the main roster and they don't and you realize they're not six feet tall, they're between five foot five and five foot eight, you start to go, holy shit. And then you realize a five foot eight guy with a lot of muscle standing in front of a five foot eight guy with a lot of muscle and very lean and in the shape looks huge. But then they went on to the main roster and stood in front of the big boys and it looked like kids in their underwear is wrestling with their dads. And I hate to say it, everybody noticed it. Take a sip of my water. And then you realize NXT need to keep the NXT stars over there. You got Santos Escobar, Escobar Jordan Delvin, phenomenal wrestlers. 
They're sharing the Cruiserweight Championship as we speak over at NXT slash 205 Live. And 205 is just 205 pounds. But then there's a unique champion over in the UK representing the WWE, and that's Walter. And Walter is a fucking monster. He's exactly what Vince McMahon likes. Has an it factor. Stands at about six foot five, six foot seven, three hundred pounds easy. Walter is a fucking problem. Excuse me. He's a fucking problem. And Walter is what big men should be. And that's exactly what Roman Reigns is. It's exactly what Drew McIntyre is. Adam Cole, great wrestler, petite. AJ Styles, great wrestler, small guy. You know, Alistair Black, Alexander Wolfe, Seth Rollins, Amir Jordan, Andrade, Andrew Garza, Angelo Dawkins, Apollo Crews, Avari, and the names go on and on and on and on. Even Austin Ferry, great personality. And then you have the big issue, another person that Vince McMahon was trying to get behind, but you could tell he truly did not believe in, was Braun Strowman. And Braun Strowman, as big and ogreous as he looks, and as agile and physical brutish that he can be, he doesn't have an it factor. And he only became universal champion because Roman Reigns stepped out of the picture. Plain and fucking simple. And then we got Brock Lesnar. I remember I was part of that same class of people of Brock Lesnar, the five foot 11 to six foot two, 330, 340 pound human beings that can wrestle like luchadors that were agile, that were going once in a lifetime type superstars. I'm not giving myself credit. I'm only going by what they said. And Brock was the other element. What is what, what is the joke? The rule of two. I should maybe I should have stood in. Maybe I don't know. Mistakes that were made, documented facts of life, but Brock Lesnar had a fucking it factor. And the difference with a lot of these wrestlers when you look at this whole roster, and Vince McMahon would agree with me, because it's a common conversation. None of these dudes I would be scared of if I walked down the street. If I saw Brock Lesnar, I would question the white boy walking across from me like who the fuck is this but the rest of the roster like brock i know i'm gonna get a bloody nose i'm gonna come back a little bit bruised but i'm gonna fight this motherfucker and it'll probably be an even fight but if i saw chad gable i'm just gonna take my dick out and beat him with it and he's gonna have to accept that he got beat in the head with a human dick because he's just not that dude Everybody else looks pretty and happy and they look like they they would rather help you with your bags than to violate, than to violate you as a human being. Everybody has a happy smile. And then there's a secret. There's a secret. There's Dexter Loomis. He has an it factor. He looks like a legit psychopath. So Vince seems like he's right. When you look at this roster, There are no superstars, at least on the men's side. Let's not talk the women, the men's side. There are no true stars in WWE. We know this because 
Look at merchandise sales. Merchandise to tell you who the star is. Merchandise will tell you your position on the roster. Merchandise will tell you where you belong. Merchandise will tell Vince McMahon how to market you and how to ride with you and how to ride on you. People hated Jinder Mahal. I love Jinder Mahal. He had an it factor. Indian, but born in Canada. Has a very unique terroristic look. Handsome, rugged, but yet he created a fear factor. And that dude, when he was WWE champion, I think he just didn't have the right feuds. But Jinder Mahal has an it factor. John Cena, the happy-go-lucky American hero, and Vince McMahon has always marketed that. You can't be upset it. But he's right. You look at this roster. No one is threatening. No one is this as big as Keith Lee is at six foot two, three hundred pounds. Keith Lee, Keith Lee look at, wouldn't look like he'll bust a grape in a fruit fight. I think Vince McMahon is right, whether people disagree with him or not. There are no stars, and it's easy to say, "Well, WWE is not making stars in the wrestling business anymore," and that's wrong. Because Vince is in the business of making stars. Vince knows at 74 years old that he can't go out there and wrestle. He knew that at 40. He knew that at 30. And he knew that at 20. But he knew how to put people in place. And I think we have a set of wrestlers who are just happy to be in the WWE, but not scared to fight for their job. And everybody who has become champions and become it factors have known how to stand up for themselves. Roman Reigns knows how to stand up to himself. You wanna do this? You're not gonna protect me? I'm gonna go home, send me my check. But we know from word of mouth that people are walking around in eggshells in there. They're scared to go talk to Vince. They're fearful of losing their fucking job. I'd rather get shit off my chest and, and get fired than to be scared to be fired because I don't know what I'm gonna do. Isn't it ironic people who have gotten in Vince's face has gotten more money? And maybe to have that it factor, you gotta be able to let your nuts hang, whether you're a man or a woman, figuratively speaking, and say, I'm not dealing with this. Look at Maya Jax. She's, any other female would have been fired in the company. They say, oh, it's because that's The Rock's niece, that's this, that, and the other. But Nia Jax has no problem in saying what the fuck she feels, and she's the current WWE Tag Team Champions, one half of the current WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, and she has no problem with anything. Was out of work for a year with a double knee injury and no fucking problem. There's something, as, as old as Vince is, as senile as we may say he is, which we do not know, the truth of the matter is Vince is right. And when you look at the roster and you look at these people, it's this, that, and the other. And when you come down to Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns has an it factor. Don't blame it on the Samoan thing. A lot of Samoans have came in and out of WWE and still never did what Roman has. There's only four successful Samoans in the business of professional wrestling. 
Yokozuna, Roman Reigns, The Rock, and the High Chief Peter Maivia. Other than that, a lot of men have come and gone, and they've danced on the, they've danced on the titles and the and, and 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 danced on the credibility of being part of the great WWE system. But there's only four successful of maybe a hundred that have come through there. Somewhat more lineage to the WWE to the to the Samoan dynasty connected within the WWE. Roman Reigns is that dude. He has officially reached the point where he is the man. And he's at the point where the WWE Championship is not making him. He's making the WWE Universal Championship. And the only other it factor in the company that I can truly think of right now is The Fiend and The Miz. And as we know, The Miz is reaching that very unique point in his wrestling career where he's 40 years old, injury-free, and he can talk. So the guy from MTV, real world, that everybody made fun of, technically is the best talker in the company. And he knows how not to get hurt. And The Miz will be WWE champion again. And people laughed at him when Vince allowed him to win the WWE Championship, walk into WrestleMania, beat against John Cena, beat John Cena for wrestle, to retain the WWE Championship at WrestleMania and walk out. Vince McMahon handpicked The Miz and people laughed, but look at The Miz now. He's guaranteed money on television. And everybody that Vince said wouldn't make it whether he strapped the rocket ship up under their ass and shot him to the moon, the rockets made it to the moon, but not the, not the wrestler. If you think that's bullshit, look at the undertaker Vince before he, when he hired him, before he showed up, this is the character I'm going to give you. I think you can portray that. Let's not straight at. And for 30 years, undertaker is still Vince McMahon, most successful character, but he put the rocket ship on, Braun Strowman, the Rockets made it to the moon, but not Braun. I just want people to sit back and think about that element there. Think about that concept. Are we going to continue hating on Roman Reigns because Vince McMahon had a hard-on from him and he loved everything about him? Or are we just going to be honest and say, you know what, Vince has been running this type of wrestling business his whole fucking life. He's 74 years old, and though we do not understand the man's erratic trains of thoughts, and he might have misstepped or this, that, and the other, he ain't never been wrong about a wrestler. And if you don't believe that, Steve Austin, who is the number one wrestler in history who changed the business, got fired from WCW because they didn't know what to do with him, but Vince McMahon did. And that shows you some people just know money when they see it. And they know how to curate it, mold it, and turn that shit into a money-making machine. And that makes me think about Sting as well. Sting was a great money-making machine, but Sting was a great wrestler in WCW. But it was the NWO that made him bigger when he went to Crow Sting. 
And when he came to WWE, I felt Sting should have been WWE champion. And Sting should have had 12 of the greatest feuds for every month of the year. But what if Sting just always been the wrestler who was the guy who wrestled the guy, but not truly the guy? But at 60 years of age, he was a better wrestler than half the, than 90% of the roster. Anyhow, with that being said, those are my thoughts. Are we going to continue hating Roman Reigns? Or are we just going to understand that he's the man right now? He's in the right position, in the right place, and it just took a little while longer to get there. But Vince never gave up on him. But Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and a few other people, they could barely hang on to their spot. And Roman Reigns don't got to jump off of a third rope to prove anything to anyone. Everyone else has to damn near throw the kitchen sink and their mother in the ring just to get a little bit of attention. Roman can walk out and stand with the championship and look dominant as fuck. Not many people can do that. Anyhow, with that being said, I thank you guys for listening to another episode of Wrestlers with Experience. You can find this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean, Castbox, Deezer, Tunes In, and Podcast Attic. Pick your wrestling pick your wrestling desti- pick pick your podcast destination to listen to your favorite wrestling show, Wrestlers with Experience. I am your host, Dietrich Davis. My co-host Mark Morell is recording content as we speak. As we ride into the year of 2021 and we exit the year 2020, we thank you for listening to our content and our shows and keeping us going. I'll catch you on the next episode.